Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman, Dave Schrader, and Duran Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Another great hour coming up, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Boy, this must have cost a lot of money to record this. Ooh, I hit the post. For those listening live, we don't know what the hell that was either. <laughs> well, it was Ann K. Howard. The well, yeah, last hour. I didn't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that either. It's never done that. It's before. a time portal. It's a time portal. Hey, can I mention something real quickly? I know oh, you've been you're good. out of the mix. All right, thank you. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Uh, you've been always great about helping us support different charities, and we're working. Uh, I'm working with my show Midnight in the Desert for Second Harvest Heartland. So, yes, sir. any of your listeners that are interested in the strange, supernatural, weird, fringe parts of our our universe, if they subscribe to my show this month in the month of July, we only have today and tomorrow left. But if you subscribe for the first time in this month, it's four ninety nine a month. Gives you access to all the shows and all three years of our archives. We're going to donate $4 of that four ninety nine to Second Harvest Heartland. And for every dollar we raise, it supplies three meals to somebody in need. So it really goes a long way to help yeah, out quite yeah, a bit. Absolutely. Our goal is to hit 200 new subscribers. We are right about there. We're, I think, at about 165, 170 new Wonder. subscribers. So we just need to hit that last window of 30 here in the last uh, day or two. And if you subscribe... You get access to all the past shows. You get access to all the new shows as they come out. You can listen live. And then um, 
uh, like I said, $4 of your $4.99 subscription in the month of July is going to be donated to Second Harvest Heartland when we cut that check, and then you don't owe again until the end of August. And if you don't like it, you said it's not your cup of tea, you can always cancel. So you're not tied into a contractual obligation to stick right. with the show. But I'd lo- love for you to give it a shot. You just go to midnightinthedesert.com slash hunger. Midnightinthedesert.com slash hunger. And you can uh, do that and subscribe. And if you do that today or tomorrow, the 30th or 31st, you'll still be a part of that mix and you'll get a chance to help out people in need. That is terrific. We can do that at the end of the show again, too. Cool. I appreciate that. Hey, tomorrow, too, you you like the OJ storyline, right? Mm-hmm. I have a guest on our True Crime Tuesday show mm-hmm. who's going to blow the roof off of a whole new perspective on what happened with the OJ killing. And I thought at this point, what is there left to talk about? Right. But what he is proclaiming is that OJ actually hired a jewel thief, to go reclaim a few pieces. I've heard that, And yeah. things went horribly, horribly wrong, and he knows the full story. So we're going to have him on our True Crime Tuesday podcast tomorrow talking about it, and people can find info on that at darknessradio.com and click on the True Crime Tuesday banner. So darknessradio.com, click on the True Crime Tuesday banner, and you can subscribe and follow more information on that too. Well, I'll tell you, I had heard that it was not OJ. I heard it was Tevin Pittman. Yeah, me and OJ go way back. He needed a favor. And, Were you, you even know? born when yeah, that was, happened? Uh, was that 92, 93? I was a year old. A year, no. one year old? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would see it coming. No. That's the beauty yeah, of it. I was going to blame There's a baby. little baby. Uh, kill you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, um, I have a friend who was a bouncer at a bar in Buffalo, New York. Back when OJ was a big time uh, running back with the Buffalo Bills. He said there was a guy, O.J. Simpson, if he had a couple of cocktails, he got way out of line. He just got nuts. As bad as, uh, as bad as uh, uh, Joe Namath on the sidelines? Well, I, I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I thought you were going to say as bad as you, Tom. When I just you remember one of your stories you were telling on KQ one day. You were at some big bash and you got pretty trashed. And like in the middle of the conversation, you just turned sideways and vomited and then went right back into the conversation. Where is that? Like puked mm-hmm. into a potted plant. I like that you're committed to the conversation, though, that in and out like that doesn't yeah, even catch you up. Rally. Yeah. Not a problem. No. My favorite one, though, is still when I had the bullhorn and the guy came over and said, you have to stop yelling through the bullhorn. I put it right in his face and went, really? F you. I didn't say F you. There were times I shouldn't have had any cocktails, I I must admit. There were times when it, uh, you know. Yeah. Had an adverse effect on my social calendar. See, I think you and I would be bad drunks together. No. Oh. Because I've got that quick trigger, too, so I try not to drink. I don't drink around my wife for that reason. Or if I have, it's one or two, and then I stop. Because I, I go from the very huggy, hey, everybody's my best friend, I love That's you, it. to I will rip your throat out through your nose. That's exactly And I have problem. no problem thinking that. So. Yep. Oh, not uh, me. I'm, I'm fine. No. But I heard you drink all the liquor. She does. want to share. She does. That's she goes through the stages of drunkenness. <laughs> She, she goes from, um, you know what she's getting there, because then the one eye starts closing. So she's trying to focus. And then Man. then she kind of, then she hits the, uh, I call the balloon man stage, where when she's talking, she looks like those balloon man figures. Oh, that, yeah, the thing that on a car. Yeah. And then, as I'm sitting there, we were at this Michigan Paracon last year, and I'm sitting there, and this guy goes, dude, it's kind of creepy that you're just standing at a distance watching your wife. I go, no, it's hilarious. Watch her. I said, I'm watching the many steps of her drunkenness. And I go, we've now approached Sammy Davis Jr. And he goes, what do you mean? And you look at her. She's got one eye closed. She's got the hands dangling. And she's like stomping the one foot giggling as she's talking. That's great. And I go, look at her. And everybody around me starts laughing. They're like, oh, my God, she's channeling Sammy. She is. Yeah. Channeling Sammy. Devin, you drink? 
Yeah, I mean, when I drink, I'm like, like yeah. I'm the uh, I'm the friendly. Everybody's my best friend. Yes, oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You never I'm, snap. No, you're young. No, and then It'll I'm, come. And then I'm you don't have enough things <laughs> pissing you off yet in life. Yeah, it's yeah. Dave. Do you think for you it's a humiliation thing? Because that's what it is for me. What do you mean the humiliation? That I'll be very fr- I'll be like Tevin, right? Friendly and happy to everybody. But if you humiliate me or somebody I really like or love, I go psychotic. Yeah, see, I, I get this, I don't know, maybe it's too many years of wanting to be James Bond or Batman. That's my problem. Uh, I was a bouncer at a bar for a lot of years. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I would stay sober, but then like that's we'd go out job. drinking. And Tim and I were at a bar in, in Winona, and we were off duty for the night. He was a DJ, I was a, a bouncer. And we were at another bar watching our friend's band play. And mm-hmm. I was annihilated, just drunk right. as a monkey. And having fun, and all of a sudden I watched this guy reach up and grab the lead singer. Because the lead singer was kind of flirting with the girl in the audience. And this big, thick-necked jock moron grabs my friend off the stage and drags him off. And I went to immediate sober, but it went from zero to rage factor 20. That's humiliation. And I went flying across, across, caught the guy, dropped him to the ground. I'm holding him down, and I'm still trying to talk. I'm holding back the Hulk rage, right? And I'm like, like, you got to knock it off. You're a jock. And if you do this, you're going to end up arrested. And I'm trying to talk him out. And all of a sudden, I see this flash of white. And I'm like, what the hell? Bam, another flash of white. And I look up. His buddy standing above me, kicking me in the top of oh, the head. Oh, he's kicking you. And the funniest uh. thing I've ever seen, Tom, as he reels back for the third kick, I see this bear claw go between the guy's legs from behind him. Tim, Tim, who's like the most passive human on earth, yeah. comes up behind him and thrusts his hands underneath the guy between his legs, reaches up and grabs him by the goodie bag. <laughs> squeezes and lifts him in the air this guy's eyes (laughs) roll back like a slot machine and he just backs the guy away and i finally calmed the guy down on the floor but broke it up but it was just this sense of yeah if if somebody's doing something bad i just i go into rage mode real quick and i just have to be to somebody you know no i didn't yeah i mean i knew the lead singer but didn't know him it just was like this isn't going to happen and i you know i'm not going to let this go on and this guy was much bigger than me but when i'm drunk i just um well we had we had Bar fights once in a while that would in a college town, right? You know, Winona was talking to you about oh, that. Yeah. We had three town. colleges right there, so there was always interactions between the, right. the sporting oh, yeah, teams. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the one night we we went through, and it was like it was like a scene out of Roadhouse. We had fights breaking out left and right. <laughs> and I grabbed this one guy. I'm trying to break him up, and the one guy keeps swinging. I finally calm down this little guy, and the big guy tags him, punches him. So I I turn around, I grab the guy, and I headbutt him and drop him to the ground. And I clean everything up, and then I lift this guy back up, and the cops show up. And the cops are like, what happened? And this guy goes, I don't know. This huge guy came and knocked me down. I go, well, that was me. He goes, no, this guy was huge. I go, no, that, that, that was <laughs> no, me. No, it was me. He goes, no, this guy was my Well, he didn't want I don't know if he was too embarrassed to admit yeah. I kicked his ass with one yeah, shot. Right. Or if he really, at that moment, I was portraying something much bigger than I was. I mean, you but, were all blown if, up. You yeah. know? And what, and what oh. makes you want to headbutt somebody? That's always been it was a bizarre because, thing to be it was like, because I ram my I, face in. Yeah, I had him with the one hand. Yeah. And I was holding back the other guy, so I had nothing left to strike with. And this guy just kept swinging. Um, so the only thing I had was I pushed him forward, boom. and and the, the front of your head's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. And he just hit the ground like a ton of bricks. Yeah, but it's oh, like yes. hitting so, your head on something. Andy, I don't know what like part hell. of I was drinking you aren't understanding. <laughs> Logic was very yeah. much out the window mm, at that no. moment. Andy's not a big drinker. No. So well, it's like when, I, when people like do the elbow drop. Yeah. It's like just imagine doing that, but hitting your nerve instead. Oh, yeah. Andy's God. the Woody Woody Allen of fighting. <laughs> yeah. I could hit him with my forehead, but I'm afraid I'll get a headache afterwards. <laughs> afterwards, I get a headache. Yeah. Um, 
there's a bar named Patrick's up in Longville, Minnesota, and a bunch of friends of mine tell me. <laughs> tell me. I night, love this story. Oh, God. Because I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that. <laughs> but they said that a guy was picking on one of my friends, and he asked him to go outside. And he said, you calmly walked outside. You weren't mad at all, but you channeled Christopher Walken because you said to the guy, leave my friend alone or I'll do some damage you won't walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being a smart ass instead of threatening the guy. But the guy left him alone, so that was good. That was a good thing. It is It is impressive when you've got that drunken confidence, right? Oh, of, of yeah, just I how, had that. Uh, I, I remember my first college party. We were at a, my buddy's room, and everybody was drinking, and I didn't really want to drink. So they're like, oh, do you just want some punch? I'm like, sure, oh, not, not knowing. Oh. So they start handing me solo cup after solo cup Ooh. of red punch. It was Everclear punch. I'd never oh, had Everclear. God. So they had it in a big cooler, you know, and they mixed Gatorade right. and or, or Mountain Dew and fruit punch and then Everclear. Wow, that sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. It goes down. It yeah. tastes like Kool-Aid. You have no idea mm. what you're doing to yourself. And I'm sitting there drinking, <laughs> and all of a sudden, and I'm sitting on the floor, this girl comes walking in the room, and I the liquor bravado, and I reach my hand up and grab her hand. I go, why don't you sit down with me? And she's like, okay. So she sits down. I get her a cup of punch. We're sitting there, and I got my armor on, and we're canoodling. And in walks this guy, and he goes... He goes, hey, what are you doing with my girlfriend? And I look at her, and I look at him, and I go, looks like she's my girlfriend tonight. Oh. And at that moment, like two of his jock buddies walk in, and he goes, why don't you say that to my face? I go, hold on, and I hand her my cup. I stand up, and I go, look like she's my girlfriend tonight. And the last thing I remember seeing in slow motion is the fist. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then the next morning I wake up, my friends are beat to hell. I took one hit, I was gone. All my friends are beat to hell, and they're like, you oh. son of a bitch. We fought for an hour in here. It was a melee. That you terrible. took one hit, you were out. You know what's amazing about that story? What? You think about that story now, that woman could come forward now and say that you sexually harassed her. Well, that's true. Isn't that terrible? Mm -hmm. Although, technically, if you're not responsible for your actions when you're drunk then you know yeah, and all i did was grab her hand and say no, why no, don't you join me and no, she said okay so it was permission again, there are women yeah, yeah she did say okay and then she sat with me and yep. was canoodling with me it wasn't like Apparently i was forcing she wasn't myself no 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 i'm not no, saying they weren't were. that close of a relationship was my guess <laughs> yeah i didn't seem i'm like guessing that meant that that night he'd met her at another party brought her to this yeah. party and yeah mm. probably true that was uh no that's part of what we've been talking about all all show today is that people rush to destroy other people's lives i i just i don't know where that came from it never used to be like even in the 60s after jfk was killed and then bobby kennedy was killed and martin luther king was killed it didn't get like we all hated one another it wasn't like that at all like it is now people will take great joy in destroying someone's life see hollywood lied to me i thought we were just oh, going to oh, square yeah. off and dance with each other when we get like mad footloose or something like <laughs> exactly right <laughs> i was thinking more like west side story I footloose I was kind of the same. first reference i could think of west side story <laughs> just got ripped in the star <laughs> tribune for what for west side for uh, many because men? i want to live in america <laughs> it's racist yeah, they said even course. though they had a diverse uh, cast it was still racist wow of course they did like hmm. god i who cares you know what the story about mr blevins it was it was shot to death by the police in north minneapolis yeah the you wouldn't even think it's the same story from the pioneer press to the star tribune because apparently at one point he said please don't shoot me and then leave me alone and uh, so i don't know the lead in the star tribune was he begged for his life he did not beg for his life he said please don't shoot me 
That's just that's like kind of begging for your lifetime. Eh, when somebody's got a gun on you, I think we're we're, we're fighting semantics here. <laughs> I, I, but that's yeah. not the lead, right? It was not in the star in the Pioneer Press. It See, came yeah, up that, in the that, story. Yeah, that makes it sound like the guy was just standing over him for yeah execution minutes. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah like execution. No, 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 no. I, I just really wish they'd get their personal feelings out of the headlines. Just write the story, and then we'll all decide what the situation is. All you're doing is inciting violence by all peoples on one another. A lot but of people prefer on the other to be side told it, what though, to believe. That's true. On the other side of things, though, in all honesty, what grabs you about an article? I don't read a newspaper face-to-face face face anymore. No. I read what grabs my attention. And, and if would. you say, <clears throat> black man shot, page goes over. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but at this point, it happens so often, it's not a story anymore. But when you lead with... You know, beg for his life. What happened? Suddenly it grabs your attention. Then if, here's what you do. Maybe you grab a headline like that. Yeah. And then the story tells the facts. If that that's draws what the you Pioneer in, Press did. Right. If that yeah. grabs you in, that's fine. But right. sometimes I understand you have to sell the sex and the sizzle because we are now a social media-minded people. We want a quick news right. story. And if you don't I grab know. me in the first three seconds, I'm done. For it. me, the more attention-grabbing a title is, the less likely I am to care about it because I just assume that they're lying. The only title, um, I, I read Black Man is a Pain in the Ass. I went, oh, it's an article about Tevin. Yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> I read the whole. <laughs> <laughs> Always in trouble. Always in trouble. We will be uh, right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? Why is it cool? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android Store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? An X check? I'm going to get it today. North American Banking Company. Celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Oh, no monkey music today, huh, Cassie? Friday, she played the monkeys all day just to make fun of my build. (laughs) 
I just love the side glances you give me. <laughs> and then you, by the way, said did one. What? what was it that he suggested? Part man, part monkey by uh, part man, part monkey by Springsteen. <laughs> That's me. I told her that or the Magilla Gorilla thing. Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> It's true, Devin. You are you. You're not much of a fighter. I mean, you could fight, but you don't. Yeah, I think I've been in like one fight, and it was in like. You ain't bad. You ain't was, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Like, what are we? What are we fighting for? Like, I'm yeah. not trying to fight. You yeah, I was ten years so old, stupid. and some kid, yeah, just freaked yeah. out on me. So I ended up because I was a lot taller than pretty much everyone else at that age. So I just ended up pushing his forehead while he tried to swing at me. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and that's why I don't that's, fight anymore, because I'd be that guy. Yeah, you'd be exactly. That's the fight I got yeah, into. That, that and, like, I'm a big enough person where not a, people don't want yeah, to fight me, yeah, but then I'm not big enough where I'm, like, the trophy fish. Oh, yeah. Where somebody's oh, yeah. like, I'm going to fight him. I know you're a pretty big guy. On my wall, so. Yeah, he but he's not big. that guy that you look at and you think, in the room, i got to hit him. It's not no, a Tony Soprano true. moment where oh, you're yeah. like, He's the junkyard dog I got to take care of to make everybody else respect. Yeah, that's me. Right. true. Right, yeah, you're a pretty, pretty laid back. Guy. Yeah, and I've had friends like when we go out that they look to fight, and I'm like, I can't. Oh, oh yeah. Guys. Like I'm not trying to get beat up because somebody stepped on your sneakers. <laughs> See, I was, but when I'm sober, that's the thing. Where like, if somebody wants to pick a fight, I'll go, Hey, where is this going to go? Yeah, yeah. But one of us is going to end up dead or hurt mm-hmm. severely. This makes no sense just because we disagree. Yeah, and I used right, to do that at the exactly. at the football games when I had Viking season tickets. Oh yeah. You'd be cheering and some guy would jump up, you know, wearing a Packers or Bears jersey and he'd be getting in my face. I go, First of all, you do realize you're in our stadium. Yeah, exactly. Second of all, no sport is worth killing each other over. No. We can disagree. Your team sucks. And my team sucks. <laughs> yeah. So let's just agree to shut up. You know, we can cheer each other. Just have fun. And the guy was like, yeah, you're right. But, like, if I was drinking, oh. the logic factor, would I would have... Why, do people, been why are people willing to fight for their football team? I don't understand. I don't they're already not. doing it's it on the field. Because you're schwealing. Yeah, How many sober true. people... Sober people get irritated, and they'll be like, ah. And that's the whole thing. I don't hate the Packers. I dislike their fans. They're drunk fans. Oh, they can get the drunk, ones that yeah. are rude and 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 jerks to people. Are you a Packer <laughs> fan? Too? No, he's a Viking fan. Yeah, likely Absolutely story. Not. He just knows how to camouflage. Uh, my mother raised me right. Um, she, she did. So true. that that's what bothers me is it's that mentality. And you know what? I don't care. Root for your team. When I went to the, I was a huge North Stars fan. Huge. Oh yeah. And uh, I bought my parents' tickets to go see the North Stars play the Blackhawks in Chicago, and I showed up in full. North Stars regalia. And they stationed guards around me. Mm. They're like, you're in Chicago, son. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so what? And they're like, I'm not allowed point. to root for my team. And they're like, no. not, in Chicago. not in Chicago. But here was the not. thing. You know, that's when we had uh, John Casey, Darcy Wakaluk as our, our mm-hmm. goalies, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to knock uh, Casey because he'd fall over everything. The puck wouldn't be near him and he'd fall on the ground. And I, I'd yell, get up, you narcoleptic bastard. You know, and <laughs> suddenly the Blackhawk fans got it. Oh, I get it. He just likes hockey. You know, right. It doesn't right. matter because he's ripping on his own team as much as he's ripping on the Blackhawks. And it, that's all it was. I just love the sport. When did you first start watching hockey? Not until I moved to Minnesota. I was not a no. sports kid growing up because my no, dad was yeah, one of those. Yeah. yeah, my dad was one of those. Just shut up, shut up. And, well, but how did this shut up, shut up? So what fun is it to watch a sport I don't understand? Yeah, that's true. If so you don't I know stopped. How you're watching? I watched. I watched one or two Bears games growing up, and my dad would take me to Soldier Field, and it was so mind-numbingly cold. I couldn't enjoy the game. Yeah, I just wanted true. to go home. And then I watched the Super Bowl. The, the Bears won. 
and that was it for my yeah. yeah for my Minnesota run or for my Chicago run. I went to some Cubs games to sit in the bleachers because oh, they were five to ten bucks for it. Has a nothing to do with the baseball. Right, it was just That's a the stadium. Wrigley Field is phenomenal, amazing, and it then, really is. Then when I came here, I was working for a sports company. And my territory was Minnesota, and that was the same oh, year we yeah. had the NCAA Final Four. We had the Special Olympics. We had the Super Bowl. We had the World. Uh, no, it was 90, 91. 91. 91. We had right. the World yeah. Series. We had all of the stuff going on here. So I, I was kind of forced to watch. And yeah, that's true. The North Stars were on a great run, and I just fell in love with hockey that year. And it just, I became about hockey. Was Louie Nanny the general manager at that time? No, it was, uh, uh, oh, God, what when, was his name? Uh, Glenn Sonmore? No. I can't remember his name right now. You look, hold on. You should sit. Okay, Google. Who was the coach of the Minnesota North Stars in 1991? Hell, no, uh, I can't, it didn't pull it up for me. What a rotten bastard Google what is. What a horrible dude. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember the, the coach's name, but it was. Uh, the North Stars in 1991? Yeah. yeah. Who was the, the head coach? Bob Ganey. Oh, oh, Bob Ganey. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember Bob Ganey. Yeah, he was Ganey, a nice guy. Ganey was in charge. Uh, and, I, you know, I just loved the, the North Stars. And then See, I, Pierre Paget was the, with the team at that time, too, wasn't he? I don't remember him. Shane Churla, Basil McRae, Hollywood Mike Madonna, Bobby Smith. Mike Madonna. I interviewed him when he was 19 years old. He was terrified, and he remembers it, too. Oh, really? That's one thing about the, having this job and the job at KQRS is that like Josh Hartnett comes on the show now, and I talk to him, and he goes, I said, I remember the first time I interviewed when H2O came out. He said, oh, my God, Tom, I had listened to you my whole life, and I was terrified to talk to you. But you think, this kid's a huge Hollywood star, and because he grew up listening to you, he's afraid he's going to look like a fool. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah. Madonna was a schmuck in person. We he was go, always great to me. I, it was well, all sure, because really nice you're kind of a big shot in Minnesota. Right? But we yeah. went. We used to go down to get autographs after the games, and uh, it was the final game. My son's got the little mini hockey stick, the goalie stick. Oh yeah. Every member stopped by to sign my son's yeah, stick. Terrific. Madonna comes walking down. Oh, no. Only stop for women. He walks uh, past oh, my kid. My kid is holding the stick up. He looks down at my kid, rolls his eyes, and walks to the next big-breasted blonde and starts signing her stick. And I go, "Hey, dickhead!" And he turns around and looks at me, and I go. The kid is standing here looking for an autograph. Is his boobs not big enough for you? And everybody Ooh. around him starts laughing. And he walks back over and he just like locks eyes with me and signs the stick. <laughs> hands it to the kid. And he's bigger than me. Oh, he's a big but guy. But I was yeah. just like, I go, just remember who pays your salary. Oh, well, there you go. And he, and he went walking off. But it was funny, right? Not a week before we're standing there. And Bobby Smith is standing there signing Bobby autographs. Bobby Smith is a great guy. And there's this kid standing there. And he's like, will you sign this? Hold on a second. And he's talking to the people. Mm -hmm. And, well, I just want to get this signed. Yeah, I know. I, I heard you. I'll, I'll sign it in a few minutes. And he's talking to people. And he's signing other autographs. Right. And now we're all starting to get uncomfortable because he keeps putting this little kid off, yeah. right? And then finally, Bobby picks up on the sense everybody's starting to get really uncomfortable that he's being such a jerk. Mm -hmm. And then he turns to the kid and he goes... Buddy, I can sign it at home for you any time. Let me talk to the fans. <laughs> and then you realize it's Bobby's kid, right? We're all like, oh, that's awesome. Bobby Smith is a great oh, guy. He was, he was my favorite. I really love, good guy. I love those guys. Most but, of the hockey players are. If you're going to pick any sport, hockey players are the nicest of any sport. Yeah. 
They really are. Base- I don't know. Some baseball guys are pretty decent. Oh, pretty there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I love Herbeck and Laudner and Gary Gaetti. All those guys. They were terrific. <laughs> I was at the. They were phenomenal. I was at the Twins game, and I'm not a big baseball guy, right? Mm-hmm. But my son wanted to go, and he's Dad. Who's that? And I'm reading the names off the the board, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, honey, who's the name I butchered? Do you remember now? Oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, Eduardo Escobar. No, it was a simple name, but it's like a stupid name. You look at it, and it. The way you say it is nothing like the way it, it's Brian written. Dossier? No. And I, <laughs> oh, gosh. Nozier's going to be traded. Now it's it? driving me nuts. But anyway, the, the, how, how the, the beer guy is pouring the beers for us, right? It had to be uh, 20 years ago. Maybe, oh, so maybe 20 years 20, ago. 25 years ago. And, um, oh, and I can't remember the guy's so name. 90... We'll say like Gagne. Oh, wasn't it? Was it Kadir? Yeah, Kadir. Oh, Kudye. Yeah. Right. So I look yeah, up at it, and he goes, who's that? And I go, Jason Kudyer and the beer guy. Right? Sweaty old man beer yeah. guy looks at me and he goes, It's Kadire. <laughs> you know Just what? the snobby kind of like wine connoisseur voice. It's Kadire. There is a, uh, a video game called Major League, mm-hmm. right? And in that game, they go, Now batting for the twins, Michael Cudier. Cudier. They call yeah. him Cudier, yeah. It's like listening to uh, piped in news sources on local radio stations. Oh, yeah. Now in Shaco P. Now in Shaco Wayzada. Yeah, Wayzada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot of that. I still don't understand why they named that town Shakopee. Because the chief's name was Shakpay. Why did they put the O in it? Because we're Minnesotans. Shakopee is a beautiful name. Is or when you hear traffic reports that are piped in, mm-hmm. or even my GPS used to do it, Interlochen Boulevard. They always say interlocking. Interlocking. And that sounds so funny. <laughs> interlocking. Like, sounds very dirty. Are you talking about your flashlight again? <laughs> well, I'm, try, I'm right trying to tell people when I moved up here from Chicago, I'm like, yeah. And then I turned on XRXs, and they're like, what? XRXs. XRXs. What the hell is XRXs? I'm like, the, the, XERXES. 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 Dumbass. That's Xerxes. Xerxes. That's not a Z. That's a God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to run into that stuff. And then you have situations like Houston Street in New York City. It's spelled Houston. Right. But it's yeah. pronounced Houston. So you get screwed with that deal. Well, first... Technically, it's pronounced, it's spelled Houston. Because... There's no E in it. Well, that would be like Houseton. Oh, you mean that literally that way. Yeah, Houston because should be the, Houston. Yeah, well, yeah, Houston. Apparently, Houston comes from Hugh. So it should be pronounced Houston, like H-U-G-H-ston. So there you go. Houston? No, Houston. Well, Houston and Houston are spelled the exact same way. Yeah, but Houston should be spelled like the name Hugh. Because oh, so that's name, where it comes from. Oh, Hugh's from. town. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I, and yeah, who's so there you go. Who's my, Hugh? My first time on radio in Winona, uh, I had to read the news, and uh, I was straight uh, out of Chicago. And they're like, okay, first up, Governor Rudy Perprick is uh, Perprick. blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, uh, the other co-host because it's Perpich. Oh, okay. Governor Perpich. And in the sports, Greg Gagner. <laughs> Gagne, Dave. Gagne. Oh, Gagne. It was like three names and then there was Gagne was the other one. Uh, Gagne. Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, who was Ga- it was Gagne and Gagne. Yeah. But I'm like, Gagne and <laughs> Gagner. He's Greg like, Gagne and Greg oh, Gagne. Yeah. That's the amazing thing because Greg Gagne was Vern Gagne's son but Greg right. Gagne was a, a shortstop for the uh, for the Twins. That one of my first times on it. I was 18 years old. Came in to do the overnight show at KSTP 1500 KSTP, and we had a wonderful newsman. We didn't. I shouldn't say we had. The station had Charlie Bush. 
and had this magnificent booming voice. It was just a wonderful voice like this. And I read a story, and I said the word I-N-T-E-R-N-E-C-I-N-E. And I said, I don't know how the hell I pronounced it, but on the talk back, all of a sudden, I go to break, and I hear, Catman, that's internecine. <laughs> Interchin? The, the voice of God tells me it's internecine. It's internecine. Like, yes. But I also that night said, and in La Jolla, California. Yes, La Jolla's a big I one. I said La Jolla. That's <laughs> really, well, I haven't been off the north side, so I don't know about La Jolla. Sorry. Uh, you know, that's that's the part of Radio 2 that I love, the, going through all those things. Butchering like, all the words. Butchering the yeah. words. There we go. Houston, Texas, named after Sam Houston. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, that's right. Whose family came from Scotland, where the original Houston is from, named after Hugo de Paduinen. De Paduinen. And hence, and hence the name <laughs> Houston. So there you go. Houston, Houston, Texas, after all this time, 900 years or so, named after Hugo de Paduinen. And that's 900 years ago? He he owned the place in 1160, so... Good God. His name endured, apparently. Apparently. You think we'll be making that big of an impression on the world that 900 years from now, you know, I'm going to Tevinville. <laughs> the year's 2,900. I'm hoping that they what they say is true, that they're going to have those um, holographic downloads. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. my great-grandkid can go that and you punch it in and you see an image of me... And then radio bits, you'll yeah, hear like yep. as though I'm talking. It's the animated deals. I that think would that would be, be pretty cool. That would be. We really can't be really that far cool. away. They already do no. that with the Prince. Well, they yeah, with all like kinds of different performers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Tupac and Michael Jackson. Although that one's really a creepy looking hologram. Yeah. yeah. It is creepy looking. Yesterday, Catherine and I were driving around, just kind of looking at different, and we were in Chanhassen. And I said, "That's Actually, Chanhassen. That's Chanhassen, Tom." Uh, there's a place called Sugarbush Park, and we were down there, and I had to pee, so there's a little... Uh, biffy? There's a little Biffy. There's a, a porta potty there. Right. So I go in, and I'm cutting a whiz in the porta potty and I look at the wall, and it says, Prince was a pill man. <laughs> well, <laughs> two blocks from Purple, uh, from uh, Paisley Park. Yeah. But two blocks away, Prince was a pill man. <laughs> that's kind of cold. It's right by his little and house. In fact, that's kind of lame graffiti, don't you think? Right. Well, <laughs> it is. I think, yeah, the best graffiti I've seen, I uh, was running around Lake Calhoun, and there was this old man walking around with the stick with chalk that I passed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what has he got chalk for? And I go past a porta potty, and on the front of the porta potty, he just rumps trite, Trump Tower. On all the porta potties <laughs> going around Lake Calhoun. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, now that's funny. <laughs> this guy's Trump like Tower. amazing. Trump Tower. <laughs> now, on the bridges over, the bicycle bridges over the University of Minnesota, every one of them somebody has painted F. Trump. Only it doesn't say F. Trump. It right. says the whole word. It's like, have fun with it at least. And, and, right. Be creative. Yeah, I mean, the little kids are going to see that. What are you doing? Put Trump Tower up. <laughs> that's funny. We'll be right back. Very, very special guest coming up next on Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. 
And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Let's talk about good things. Does your car work? You got a roof over your head? You got kids, parents, a spouse who loves you, or a mate? These are the good things you have because you live in America, the country that has more immigration than any other nation on earth. You have these things because the U.S. military stands at a wall and protects you from any person or thing that would take them away from you. The entire volunteer military that stands at the ready just in case. The greatest fighting force ever known on planet earth. Every person serving in our military is ready to lay down their life for your freedom. And all too often, they do. I'm the executive director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation, an organization set up to do just one thing. Take care of families left behind when one of our brave fighters loses their life for you. We're riding motorcycles throughout the country to achieve this purpose, and you can help. Go to goldstarride.org and make a donation or learn where we are so you can come and ride with us. It's a small thing we do. It was a huge thing that they did. Goldstarride.org. That's goldstarride.org. Make a donation today. We were just talking in, uh, during the break about when Dave's mother died, when my mother died. His mother was in an urn. My mother was in a casket, but I did not go look at it. Neither did Andy, as a matter of fact. But I do remember, see, that le- left me with this. I didn't see her in the casket. The last time I ever saw my mother, she was in the hospital bed, and she said, Tom, I just I don't, I don't feel well, and I just, I don't know. I said, Mom, look, your whole life you've been an ardent Roman Catholic. You go to heaven, you get to meet the Virgin Mary. And she looks at me and goes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Toots was great. DDP. What's happening, man? Now, that's a story to come in on the end of. The Virgin Mary. (laughs) (laughs) The Virgin Mary and Diamond Dallas Page. Same, same. I like it. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's that's a good thing. (laughs) I I got to tell you, it's been a a tough uh, day to be a a wrestling fan because of Brian and Nikolai. I mean, all three. Somebody told me three wrestlers died this weekend. Who's the other one? They the said, other one was Brick Brickhouse Brown, and oh, Brick okay. and I go. Brick and I go back to my first. My, you know, when I went to the AWA as a manager, <clears throat> I worked one day a month. That was it, and yeah. I would film four shows. And at some point, they started to do a. Um, they started to do a uh, their own pay per view. Yes, and and it was going to be AWA and Memphis and Dallas, you know WCCW. Yep, and we were going to try to pull it all together, and it, it turned into a total. total am I on the radio or are we on podcast? Uh, you're both, both podcast and the radio. Okay, so cluster F. <laughs> <laughs> it never. It never. It never turned into anything. It never turned into anything. But on the way there, we did uh, like three weekends. Weekend, I never won a move. 
where I literally, you know, was, was traveling with the boys. Yep. And I met Brickhouse Brown. And we just hit it off. I also met Mick Foley, who was Cactus Jack sure, at the time. Sure. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. I ended up driving in a car with Michael um, and um, um, who was driving the car. Uh, Jerry Jarrett was driving the car. Eddie Marlin, the booker, was in Shotgun. Thanks, brother. Um, and Michael P.S. Hayes and I are in the back seat. Michael and I bonded big time on that trip, but Brickhouse and I became buddies. So then years goes by, right? And uh, I'm in the stairway right now, so it might sound like I'm in a uh, in a tunnel, oh, which I kind of am. But give me a minute, and I'll be out of it. Okay. Um, so Brickhouse and I become buddies. I see him a couple times early on in my career, and then I don't see him. 1990, late 97. And, you know, I'm on top of the world at that point. Right. And I come walking in and I see Brick. I'm like, hey, Brick House. You know, give him a hug. We start talking. And he goes, you know, D, he goes, you know, things are not good. He's like, man, I just, you know, I hit a, a lot of negative things happened in my life. And I heard you're yeah. doing a lot of inspirational speaking. He said, can you inspire me? And I was like, well, I go, do you have cancer? He goes, no, no, bro. Why, why would you say that? I said, cause you said, you know, things are really bad. I go, that's a problem. I go, what's the problem? And he told, tells me about, uh, I told my wife this story last night when I heard, yeah. you know, what had happened. And, uh, she was like, have you ever told that story before? I said, not really. And here I am telling you this story. So I said to him, I say, so Brick, I go, uh, you know, uh, I found that when you're really depressed, if you, just, if you help somebody else, it can completely change your mindset. I said, you're right down the road from the Danny Thomas. Uh, we were in Memphis. We were in Memphis, I yeah. And I said, you you're right down the road from Thomas Cancer. It's for kids. It's a it's a big cancer place that he's got there. And I said those kids, they don't know if you're in the WWE, the WCW, Memphis Wrestling. They just know you're a wrestler, and you're a god to them. Yeah. yeah. I said go down there and see those kids. I go, these kids are dying. I go, and see how happy they are and how much energy they have. And you're going to make their day, bro. I go, go do that. I go, and that will help turn it around for you. And he goes, wow. He goes, that's pretty good advice. And that's like my Brick House Brown story. That was the last time I'd seen him. It was a long, you know, 20 years ago. But when I heard that, you know, Nikolai, who I love. Yeah. You know, love. Now, I went to Afghanistan with Nikolai and um, Greg Hammer Valentine and Jimmy Hart. We spent 13 days over there, so I got to really know him really good, and we became like brothers. And you know, he's super fitness guy, you know. And I thought he lived forever, man. And then you know, Brian Lawler, man. I yeah. love that kid, man. He's got a great energy, man. So I'm, 
I've, I was sitting right across from Jerry all weekend long oh, at their Raleigh Comic Con. I love so, Jerry Lawler. I, I love Jerry, man. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it hit me like so many wrestling fans. It hit me right between the eyes, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, Nikolai was only how old? He was not very old. Wasn't that old? That's why I was really surprised. I don't know what I don't know what happened. You know, but I know, you know, what he, Nikolai was, he, he lived a really healthy life. So I don't know what happened, you know. Yeah, probably the Iron Sheik told him to go F himself one too many times. That's The Iron Sheik loves to tell people to go F themselves on Twitter. <laughs> he's, out, he's out there. Yeah, it's part of the gimmick for him now, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's no, no doubt. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really glad you came on today because... Uh, seeing the three wrestlers, and again, Jerry the King Lawler's son, Brian, uh, looks like he committed suicide, which is, well, now, mm. from what I understand, Brian, uh, they said in the in the newspaper that uh, Brian had an alcohol and dr- drug uh, problem, so it, that's always horrible to see. But I feel really bad for the the family, and Jerry is always in such a good mood. And Oh, God, he's such a good, he's such he, a good guy. He is a great guy. Such a good guy. No doubt, and then it's horrible. It is horrible, but it, it, is it part? Uh, is it part of the, the 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 world? Because I tell you what, I I grew up. You and I have talked about this many times. The fact that you know the Road Warriors. Uh, I hung out with those guys many many different times. The Ganya family. Greg Ganya is a great guy. Vern's no longer with us, but I hung around wrestlers my whole life, and I cannot tell you how many of those guys are dead now. It's just. There's something about that wrestling thing that a lot of well, I mean, you look at Hawk, Mike Hegstrand, he died what when he was 42, I think. It's just terrible. I think there was there was a lot of you know you know tough things going along. You know, it's one of the reasons why you know WWE has that like probably one of the most stringent I think the word would be uh, drug policies on the planet. Like Good. these kids cannot take, and they're not. Like, I know, I mean, I'm down to WWE Performance Center. Like, I'm going back again in October. I was just mm-hmm. there. Um, these kids, they're in a different spot. They're not, that's one of the reasons why they need DDP yoga, because they can't take the painkillers. You know, they can't yeah. do what we yeah. can do. They can't, they can't take the muscle relaxers, which is the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, uh, they became, they became part of, um, you know, a lifestyle back then. And, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, that's why so many guys were going so fast for so long. And, and it's really seemed like, you know, besides, you know, um, you know, Dusty and Piper, you know, lately, right, you, know, uh, right. and no, you know, both of those guys, you know, weren't kids, you know, Dusty was my brother. And so was Piper was, I was super close with, um, mm-hmm. uh, but Dusty, Dusty was literally my brother. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hey Dallas, you know, can I ask that, you something that, real quick? Age too, you know? Just out of curiosity, Dallas, were you at the, um, uh, Hollywood Hilton with Dusty, uh, when he got introduced to the monkeys? You know, I wasn't. God, oh. I would have killed to be there for that. It was funny. <laughs> I'd come in, I'd come in with, to be there for that. I'd come in with Davy Jones and um, Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits, and we were going up to the bar, and oh, Dusty God. Rhodes waves yeah, me over, and and I I didn't recognize Dusty Rhodes, and I walk over there, and I go, uh, he goes, hey, come here. I go, what? And he goes, who are those two? 
And 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 I go, uh, that's Davy Jones from the Monkees and and Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits. He goes, go tell him Dusty Rhodes wants to talk to him. <laughs> and I look at him and I go, okay. And I walk over and I go, um, see that table of, of all those big guys over there? And they go, yeah. And I go, that's Dusty Rhodes. He wants to talk to you. And Davy Jones goes, what the hell is a Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> oh, and I yeah. go, they're pro wrestlers. And he goes... And he looks at Peter, and Peter goes, I'm game if you are. So the two of them come over with me, and we walk over, and I go, Dusty, this is... But there was a bunch of, of uh, wrestlers at the table. I just didn't know if maybe you were hanging with them that night. Because uh, I sat there at the table at the end watching this whole thing unfold, and it was it was amazing to watch happen. I just I didn't know if maybe you were part of that group that night. Nah, I wasn't. I just sold it, because I love both of those guys growing up as kids. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, one of my favorite moments with Dusty was after... You know, I, I retired from WWE, and uh, I was coming back at 49 years old to show what my DDP yoga program could do and how I could still go at 49. And uh, not like WWE, because I couldn't put that schedule in. But I could do, you know, five, six, seven days a month, and I'd go pretty hard. And uh, I was coming off, and I was just getting warmed up, you know, doing a couple of independent shows in Dusty, had a show in Tucson and Superstar, who was one of the guys who I idolized as a kid, um, had been, been a fan of mine, which is like the greatest compliment you can ever get. Um, and uh, he, him and I were talking and he said, you're going to be in Tucson, but I want to come and see you. I want to meet you face to face. And Superstar came to see me. I mean, it was so awesome. I have a picture of me, him, and Dusty. Now, now I become the 15-year-old kid, you know, 17-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid, yep. because I'm hanging with two of the biggest legends of all time talking about their feud and how they both, you know, stole shit from... Um, from uh, stole stuff from uh, from um, Bob Dylan, and they would. And Bob Dylan was a huge, huge mark for them. If you go back and listen to their promos, there are pieces of Bob Dylan song all through their promos. And then they were talking. Dusty's talking about uh, uh, Andy Warhol and just the craziness that was. You know, their generation of just being the kings of the world. No doubt. And Davy Jones and uh, the Captain Harmon Armors, they were big, but they weren't as big for as long as Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> DDP, a very, very quick wrestling story for you. The Road Warriors used to work out, I used to work out with them up at a place called The Gym in Plymouth, Minnesota, and loved hanging out with both of them, great guys. Sure. And so we're up there, uh, we're going to meet up there one day. And there was a kid up there uh, at the gym. He's, he's trying to learn to become a weightlifter and all the rest of it. And I walked in one day, and he goes, Tom, Tom, i got to tell you something. I said, yeah, what's that? And he goes, I benched 300 pounds today for the first time in my life. I said, hey, that's great, man. That's wonderful. You're really working at it. That's terrific. Just then, <laughs> Joe comes in, uh, the animal. Uh, Joe comes sure. in, and he's walking, and he's kind of walking, you know, the way he had to walk because he was so muscular, he had to kind of stroll like a bulldog. But he walks right. over, right. and the guy, the kid runs up to him, and he says, Joe, Joe, i got to tell you, man, 
I just benched 300 pounds. And Joe looks at him and goes, what an effing waste of time. <laughs> nice joe really nice yeah, ddp you're yeah, the greatest yeah. in the world we got to talk more often thanks so much for being with us to remember three guys three wrestlers dying on the same weekend that was that was a bit too much because that's uh yeah. the wrestling culture is is a phenomenal part of being an american guy i'll tell you that and a woman too i imagine hey and check out ddpyoga.com ddpyoga.com they've got a cool yep. summer sale going on 20 percent off all dvds and apparel and man if you want to turn your life around ddp yoga is the way to go it's fantastic it's true. it is true Right, let, 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 me, let me let me ask you guys all right now mm-hmm. do you know about my app my ddp yoga now app do you know about it? I do, yes. Okay. So on the um, on the app, you know, I, I, a lot of people who, like, want to try my program, you can try the app for seven days free. So you don't even have to pay for it. If it doesn't work for you, cancel it. Yep. Go on there, and everyone at every level, and we have some of the greatest transformations ever. And right now, I'm working – with a rebuild, we can rebuild you series with a, um, a disabled veteran, not the one that, that everybody's already seen millions and millions of people have seen the disabled veteran, yes. the paratrooper that I yep. help, you know, walk again and actually run. Uh, this guy is the next Arthur doesn't have to lose any weight. Cause this is never about weight loss. Mm-hmm. I just know some side effect. His name's Jerry. But if you go on the app, the DDP yoga now app, if you go to DDP TV on the menu and go to We Can Rebuild You, you can watch his story. But the three guys, two of them I'm working with right now, Buff Bagwell, helping him completely you know, rebuild his body again from two shoulder replacements, God. not surgeries, replacements to the same shoulder and two, a double hip replacement to the same hip. And you got to see what we we'll have our first video of, of of Buff coming out probably not this week but next week, and then Raven. I've been working with Raven for the last three weeks, and you know Scotty Levy is really like he turned a corner in a very short period of time. And even Bruce the Barber Beefcake, who just had a knee replacement, is coming down here, and my buddy Bruce is going to come down. It's been actually a couple of weeks for me down here in the ATL, Atlanta, GA, and work with me. So, uh, you ever guys are coming down or through here, anybody's listening, coming through Atlanta, find your way to the DDP Yoga Performance Center. Always, your first workout is free. So, if you're coming through, cost you nothing. You know, check out what we're doing. Gentlemen, on a, a sad, sad, I'll come up a sad weekend. Uh, hopefully, we can, uh, you know, put some positive energy moving forward and my, uh, my absolute deepest sympathies go out to all the families. Absolutely. Thank you, DDP. Great talking to you, sir, as always. See you. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.